All right, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Rebel with a Cause. I'm your host, Eric, and joining me on the line today is Austin Thomas Jones, famous for the Dagny Dagger. How's it going, buddy? I'm all right. How about you? Ah, doing pretty good for a Sunday afternoon. It's uh, nice and cooled down over here in Louisiana. I don't have to uh, go around in a loincloth with a uh, Mr. Fan everywhere. So <laughs> You need to uh, vi- visit me in, uh, in Flagstaff to get away from the humidity t- sometime. <laughs> uh, I have visited Flagstaff on many occasions. It's not like the rest of Arizona. So if you guys haven't no, been, it is not. go. It's It's nice. <laughs> Yeah, some people hear the word Arizona and they automatically think desert, Joshua trees, everything is like blistering hot. Not in Flagstaff. It's always nice. Not, not here. Yeah. yeah. So we were uh, kind of talking a little bit before uh, I hit the record button here. So we've got a uh, the Dagny Dagger, which I guess you've just posted a, a video online of, the, uh, of some of the test results. Uh, That's right. How long has this actually been in development? Has this been like a... You know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It's uh, kind of in the oh, can no. type of stuff. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish. I wish. No, yeah. we we announced this project uh, most of two years ago. And, okay. um, you know, like the developing new technology does take a while. And uh, but still at points I've been I've been pretty, I don't know, disappointed with how long it's taken. But uh, for, you know, a year and a half, we were just working at the same problems, trying to develop this stuff. Uh, the bullet just, you know, it would explode as it came out the barrel. Oh, that's um, not good. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. But a few months ago, uh, you know, things were, you know, we finally uh, had that last piece of the puzzle click into place and it worked. And uh, we've been optimizing it since then. And only about two months after uh, after that first success, uh, we shot that that demo video that the people can see now. Nice. And uh, we'll link all that in the show notes so everybody can uh, take a look at that. And then I can understand how, you know, a design process can take a little bit uh, and then for whatever reason it clicks and then it's off to the races after that. Um, and you kind of see that a little bit. Uh, have you ever watched uh Tal Fleeter mouse on uh, YouTube where he does the shotgun? Yeah, that's a really, that is a pretty cool channel. That's a pretty cool channel. They try a lot of zany things. So I'll say that. Yeah, my favorites are always the ones where somebody has just created something and send it to them just to see if it'll shoot it in a shotgun. Which yeah, yeah, that takes yeah. a lot of trust. <laughs> it really does. It does. Uh, but you know, I mean, some of them, you know, most of them fail as you would expect, but some of them perform, you know, terrifically well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always kind of uh, interesting to see what he'll what he's willing to put into the barrel of a shotgun to see if it'll see if it'll fly, but. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. just some where you just look at it and you can say, well, I can see how it would work. And then it just doesn't. So <laughs> it's always kind of fun. Uh, so the Dagny Dagger, I'm assuming, is named after the uh, the Dagny character from uh, Atlas Shrugged. That's right. Uh, yeah. The name of the company and the name of our projects are are uh, based on the book. Yeah. Yeah. Atlas Arms, I think, is the, uh, the name of the company, too. Yes. yes. Okay. Good. I've got the right set of notes in front of me, so I'm not going to make a fool of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us why you've decided to create some kind of armor that would uh, defeat uh, ballistics uh, protection. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I guess you could say equality under the law. Um, I mean, it really goes back to that cornerstone of uh, what we might call 
liberal justice. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that, that uh, every man, woman, and child should be equal under the law. Um, but today we have this special caste uh, of our society right. um, that works for the government. Most of them, you know, law, called law enforcement. Um, but there's, you know, other gov- government agents that are, um, you know, able to use armor piercing ammunition um, while the rest of us uh, would be, would be imprisoned or, or dearly fined or, uh, you know, some other manner of hurt by the government for daring to possess um, such capability. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of the motivation. And uh, I have always been interested in guns. And as myself, a, volu- a voluntarist, as uh, I know that you are, right. um, I, don't, uh, I don't want the state to maintain a monopoly on violence. And I think what better tool or, you know, what better way to kind of attack that monopoly than by making um, restricted uh, tools of violence um, available to individuals. Yeah. And even if they're going around and I know some states have laws on the books that uh, ban the civilian possession of body armor. And I, I was like, you yeah, look at yeah. that kind of stuff and you're like, what? that's just for protection. I mean, what do you <laughs> yeah, you know, because not it's all true. of us can afford to live in a gated community where we've got security guards at our beck and call. You know, some people do kind of live in uh, rather sketchy parts of town, and having a set of body armor might actually come in use someday. You know, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the the beginning of our video says, uh, "Is a man not entitled to his own defense?" No, says a man in Washington. Right. Uh, it belongs to the state. Um, and, you know, that's a reference to the, the whole video is themed uh, to the Bioshock video game that that quote is from. Yeah. Um, but I really believe that. And uh, what you're saying with body armor makes it clear. Um, you know, the the regulators will tell you, oh, we want to uh, restrict access to certain firearms technologies, certain weapons technologies, because we don't think that you should be able to kill, uh, you know, you should be able to, to kill people so easily. But in fact, the reality is they they literally want you to be dependent on the on the state for your defense. Right. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what we see when they ban body armor. You know, that they can't they can't. That is one instance in which it becomes very apparent that they just want you to be dependent on them, not that they want to keep you from from harming others. Yeah. And uh, I'll go ahead and throw on my monogram tinfoil hat for just a moment here and say they kind (laughs) of like it that way when the state agents come after you. Um, All right. I'll take off the monogram tinfoil hat for. Yes. (laughs) So, Uh, hey, look, I agree. I I don't think that's a tinfoil hat at all. (laughs) I think uh, that's that's almost like, uh, um, you know, not controversial at this point. Yeah, we've definitely seen that with the. Brianna Taylor thing, uh, you know, the police, did they knock? Did they not knock? You know, and, and then they just start shooting because the boyfriend shot back. Cause how is he supposed to know that's legit cops on the other side of the door? You know? Yeah. Right. At, at what hour of the night was it? I can't even remember. now. It was like two, three o'clock not, in the morning, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some, uh, some peculiar business hours they have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause yeah, we all know that, uh, evil does things at the, at the witching hour at 3am. Right. So it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just gets, uh, I, when you say it 
out loud sometimes. It just seems really silly. And then uh, we get people like you and uh, Franklin Armory who came out with, uh, what was it, an AR-15 with like straight lanes and grooves so that it wouldn't be counted as a short barrel rifle. Yeah, remember yeah. that from a couple uh, years Frank- ago? Yeah. Franklin Armory does some really cool stuff to get around the regulations. Um, you know, and it's still all like normal firearms technology. They're not developing like new stuff like we're trying to, but I, I think that they're still, they're still pretty cool. Uh, you know, and, and they also make those binary triggers as well, uh, which is, yeah. which is pretty neat. Yeah. I love binary triggers. I was a little bit skeptical of them at first, uh, but then I uh, shot one in a buddy's rifle and I was like, Oh, I, I get this now. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that in bump yeah. stocks. You know, it's always kind of fun to, to, to giggle a little bit when you've done automatic like fire, you know, all in all the air quotes there. Yes. Right. Right. So, so do you specifically market the Dagny dagger as an armor piercing round or are you choosing a, a little bit less uh, incendiary language to try no, to keep yourself I mean, off the uh, idea? Yeah, if you go watch our videos and uh, and uh, read our website, yeah, it's. I mean, we don't we don't try to hide anything. I mean, it is what it is. It's out there. Uh, we don't have, you know, we don't use purposefully incendiary language. Okay. Uh, like like some people um, <laughs> that uh, we might be associated with do. Um, but no, like like I pride myself because I'm the head of Atlas Arms. Uh, and, you know, technically, legally, I am the president, but I don't care. Um, I have to do some business administration to take care of this company. But first and foremost, I'm an engineer. And that's what I'm proud of, of being. So, you know, we don't use any like crazy belligerent marketing. We don't overhype anything. We just tell you exactly what it does, exactly what it's designed to do. And then we show you how it works. And, uh, you know, that's all the marketing we need to do. Um, yeah. But yeah, we don't, we don't, you know, we also, in that honesty, we don't shy away from it. We call this bullet, uh, this new bullet we've made, it is armor penetrating hollow point. Uh, and, you know, maybe we can talk about that later, how it's kind of a multi-role bullet. Uh, it's good for unarmored and armored targets. But yeah, uh, it is specifically designed to penetrate armor. That's what the project is about. Uh, and that has been the intention from the beginning. Well, that's, you know, everybody needs some kind of armor penetrating ammo and, uh, hunters out there. I'm looking at you because animals have bones and a lot of times they have very thick bones. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, just, you know, it's, a, it's a really good thing you bring this up actually, because, um, like, uh, we, since seeing the, the performance on unarmored targets, uh, we do want to eventually make a form of this uh, that is good for, for hunting. Um, specifically, we have in mind for hunting hogs yes. um, who have like thick hides. They're very large, very muscular. And yes, as you say, they, they've got bones. So uh, you need something that will penetrate very deep and also uh, cause a very large wound channel. And, and this bullet does both. And I think it's really cool that Hopefully you'll be able to use this bullet um, to, you know, out of a pistol to hunt hogs, protect yourself from bears and things like that, which has been, you know, previously, uh, previously not something you would want to depend on a pistol to do. 
Yeah. Uh, anything that has very large claws and teeth, you you really don't want to depend your life on a, on a pistol for that one. <laughs> but, <laughs> Usually no. But if you got something that'll get through all of that uh, thick skin, hide uh, uh, mus- muscles and really thick uh, rib bones and everything else uh, to make it to a vital organ, uh, that's going to stop that animal from charging at you or whatever. Uh, and especially in the case of hogs, because they are very, very fast. <laughs> Oh yes, and uh, anyone who's been hog hunting, where you get a male that decides it's going to charge, that's what it's doing, and uh, their skulls are very, mm-hmm. very thick, so don't even count on a headshot half the time. Yeah, well, this will do it. This will punch through that skull like it was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so before everyone says, "Oh, you just want to go out there and kill cops," I was like, "No, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking about putting bacon in the freezer <laughs> first and foremost." <laughs> so. And I could just see this thing would be a, would be a great addition to anybody's uh, lineup of stuff that they can use out there. So, but yeah, let's uh, let's get yeah. on to the design portion of it. You said it's a armor piercing hollow point, and usually when you're thinking hollow point, you want something that's going to expand and not necessarily penetrate too deeply. So, what was the uh, the idea behind that? Yeah. So, um, you know, to be honest, kind of kind of the background is. Um, I don't, I don't even use hollow points in my carry gun. Uh, you know, that's just kind of a personal point of ethics for me. Uh, I would not prescribe that to other people. You carry what, you know, you know, what makes you comfortable. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't, but I knew like, you know, we kind of, uh, and you know, you would understand this being um, in the, in the free market, in the camp of, of uh, free, not free. Sorry, excuse me free market economics. Um, If you want something to get out there, there's no better way than by, you know, the unparalleled forces and power of the free market. And uh, so, you know, this is first and foremost to penetrate armor, but we wanted to make sure that people would buy this, people would use it and uh, that it would be something that, that people felt like they could count on. And I knew that if we wanted people to carry it and really consider it as a serious round for personal protection, it would need to have some really good, uh, I guess, wounding capability. So you see there, if you, if you uh, see on our website or uh, even our, our crowdfunding page, Twitter, whatever you're looking uh, at our, our online space, you can see a, an image uh, of that of the dagger, and um, you can see that inside is a core made of metal, and that and that's what penetrates armor when it hits an armored target. Uh, but around that ar- that uh, that metal core, there is a polymer jacket. Uh, that's the black portion, and uh, you can see that though the core is inside of that that forms a point, there is a hollow at the tip. So. If you shoot this into a soft target, like an unarmored assailant or a pig um, or, um, you know, ballistics gel, uh, as it goes through, that entire jacket will be ripped, like peeled off of the core and open up into a massive, massive expanded cavity. Okay. Um, and of course, this bullet is going 2,300 feet per second out of a, out of a Glock 17. So, nice. um with that, yeah, you get the, the extra effect of, of that super velocity. Uh, and it, it, it has a, a wounding capability that is far uh, um, in excess of a traditional hollow point. So 
Um, you know, you shoot an armor target, it defeats the armor. If you shoot an unarmored target, it expands uh, and causes, you know, massive wounding um, like, like you would want uh, from a standard hollow point that you might carry in your, in your, uh, in your carry gun. So yeah, we're really excited that it, that it's, it does both. Uh, and this is something that um, even, you know, even steel core bullets uh, that the military uses, the police use, even they don't do this. Uh, right. So this is, this is a really new technology that it's able to fulfill both of those roles. Yeah. And even the uh, M855 ammunition that, you know, I used in the army and everything, that's just the a steel tip just to make sure that it gets past some kind of soft armor. Uh, using yeah, it on a yeah. steel plate, eh, it might go through it. It might not, depending on how close or far away the target is. Um, so if you got something that can defeat that you know, going into it, so it's a, uh, it'd be interesting to see where this develops in about five years. Cause I can see, yeah, you, yeah. I can see you taking uh, off with it. We, we can't wait to get into, into other calibers, you know, um, this, uh, kind of our, our, the highest that we really, I would be shocked if, uh, with this nine millimeter, because, you know, we're not even done with development yet. We're still optimizing. Right. Um, but I would be shocked if by the time we were done, we were not able to defeat, uh, some, uh, pistol rated steel plate. Um, that, that stuff is really good. Even, you know, standard lead core, uh, what, what is it? Seven, six, two by 39 has a, has a tough time going through that stuff. Right. I think we'll be able to do that. I think, uh, out of a carbine barrel, um, it should be able to go through level three plate, uh, steel. Um, but of course, you know, like you get into like three plus, um, you know, there, obviously there's some, there's some forms of armor that this nine millimeter just won't be able to do. Right. Uh, it's pretty amazing already that we can defeat what we can with it, but we're looking forward to getting into, uh, into 10 millimeter and 40 Smith and Wesson with this, maybe even five, seven, uh, as well as the rifle stuff like five, five, six and three Oh eight. Um, so, you know, I, I can't wait to see, uh, you know, where that takes us. Um, and, and yeah, you say five years. I think we should definitely have that done in five years. Yeah, because everyone will be excited with nine mil because nine mil is you know pretty ubiquitous. I mean, everybody's got one. You, you mentioned a Glock seventeen. I've got one of those. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people that I know have Glock nineteens because they're a little bit easier to conceal. Uh, so and all of that shoots nine mil, and nine mil has been around for a long time, and there's a reason for it. It's you know light. You can pack a lot of it with you. And, you know, it's no slouch. It will do the job. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it will. And then uh, getting up into the other calibers like uh, five, five, six, and uh, 308 and everything. I mean, you're just cashing checks at that point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Austin, we'll be back in just a second. Hey, while I got you here, head on over to do not tax.me. It's a new print publication that's in the works, and they are looking for writers like you. So if you have an article that hasn't been submitted anywhere else or published anywhere else and you want to get it on there, uh, send those submissions over to info at do not text me. Keep them between 600 and 3,500 words. Anyways, guys, check them out. Okay. And we're back. Well, I hope so. But, you know, I, I would be remiss if I if I didn't say at this point, we do look forward to commercializing this this as a, you know, um, make we want to open a four for-profit branch and produces commercially so that, uh, yeah. you know, people don't have to make it themselves, but 
Um, I do want people to know that the, the kind of the main idea of this project was to make it open source. And uh, it is specifically designed so that it's easier to make at home than traditional APMO. Um, and our company is a 501c3 uh, research nonprofit. So, you know, we're, we're entirely uh, funded with charitable, charitable giving at this point. And our first objective is to develop this and then to tell people how to make it. Uh, develop tools for them to make it at home so that, uh, you know, no matter what the regulatory scheme is, um, there's always going to be a way for you to make it um, uh, kind of, you know, illegally or under the radar, no matter what happens. So that's our first objective. And then we'll try to make a profit with it. Yeah, and that's so much of what goes on these days. Uh, We were mentioning uh, Franklin Armory. It's it's not really – you know, is it legal for them to sidestep like this? It's just they're <laughs> reacting to the way that the market is being handled. And uh, and I can see this, you know, if you're going to do it at home, uh, you know, somebody's going to, if you have like just the bare minimum of shop tools, you know, I can see if you have like a metal lathe, you can probably turn this bullet yourself. And like you said, you'll probably yes. come up with yes. some tooling and everything for that. So. Well, yeah, our, our plan uh, right now is uh, we're, we're developing a new... Um, a tool center for the ghost gunner. And I, I don't know if you've heard of the ghost gunner or, oh, yeah. or if your listeners have. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're, we're adding lathe capability to the ghost gunner. So it's a mill. Now we're going to convert it into a lathe uh, with this special tool we make. And that will allow you to essentially just, you know, click a, click a start and, uh, and make, make the cores and jackets for, for the Dagny dagger, um, you know, with your ghost gunner. Uh, and then, of course, bond them together yourself and, and load them as you would hand load any ammunition. So, uh, yeah, it really it really should be very easy when once we're said and done for people to do this. Well, that's that's awesome. And that's what everyone needs to be uh, thinking about going forward is, uh, you know, these restrictions and regulations are not going to get laxed up anytime soon. Uh, you know, even if Trump is reelected or there's uh, some other super Republican that's going to come in after that, or, you know, God forbid, a libertarian gets in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, all of these NFA rules and everything are going to be around for a long time to come. And so just kind of figuring out how to do this stuff on your own is always going to be preferable. And, you know, I'm a voluntarist with agorist uh, tendencies. And, uh, mm-hmm. so anybody who's got metal shop and knows how to operate a lathe and, you know, a press and everything else, I mean, you can make pretty much anything that's out there already. So. Yeah. 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 It's true. So, uh, what, uh, what was the, uh, original thought that came into your brain, uh, that kind of got all this started? Was it just the kind of the climate that was going on a couple of years ago or was it something else that kind of no. triggered this? Well, all so. intended. <sighs> Yeah, this is a, it's tough to tell, you know, some people ask me that, and uh, I don't really know where to start, how far back to go, because I don't want to bore them with a a really long story. But I've always been kind of inclined to, uh, you know, an interest in firearms. Um, I'm very, you know, I've, I've always been kind of an engineering mind my entire life, or at least as back as I can, far back as I can remember. Um, Always interested in guns. And I've always, uh, I guess since, I don't know, early high school, had kind of libertarian leanings. And I kind of understood the importance of firearms and in uh, individual independence and freedom. Um, 
And I've always understood uh, how the government likes to take that away. So uh, when I was in college, I was thinking of along the lines of like, you know, people can make guns, but really the, the, the choke point is the ammunition and especially gunpowder. So I wanted to make a, a homemade gunpowder factory, something that you could, uh, the people could, could buy and then just at home, you know, make their own gunpowder. Right. I realized that was extremely dangerous, oh, extremely yeah. <laughs> difficult. <laughs> so I kind of abandoned that. But then, um, you know, a few years ago, um, I was, you know, I was really into steampunk and I still am. Uh, <laughs> I used to make all kinds of cool steampunk stuff, including steampunk air rifles. And um, I was thinking up one of those and that led me to a concept for, okay, maybe not homemade gunpowder, but maybe I think we could make a, a new type of firearm that could uh, uh, take a gunpowder replacement in a fluid form. Hmm. Um, okay. So I started, I, I wanted to work on that, but I knew I would need lots of, of resources, lots of money. I would need people to help. Uh, and I started looking for help. And um, uh, eventually I figured out that no, 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 nobody's going to help with this, that I would need to build a platform to accrue the, the capital and the reputation necessary uh, to start on, on these, you know, really far reaching, very ambitious goals. So uh, you know, um, the Dagny Dagger, the first form of it, I was just thinking like, you know, what are some other projects that could, that we could do to uh, get people interested in us so that people would know that we're working on ways to get around uh, federal or, or just government regulations in general. So I was thinking about like how to, how to make um, a mold system, how to like cast lead around a steel core, how to make like um, like a, a casting die so that people could cast bullets with with a steel core in it, you know. And uh, we wouldn't do the illegal part. We just allow people to do the illegal part with our tools. And that really kind of morphed and morphed and changed forms and, and got refined until we ended up with the Dagny Dagger. And um, so, you know, it went from something that was all about just kind of provoking the government and and just kind of sticking up a middle finger into something that I believe is one of, if not the best designs for armor piercing ammunition that ever was. Uh, instead of something that's just, you know, provocative, now we have something that's practical, yeah. something that really, really works uh, um, and does, you know, uh, kind of exhibits unprecedented performance. Yeah. And, uh, I think your video, um, that you just posted recently kind of proves that. And, uh, like we were talking earlier, it's, it's got so many more applications than just, uh, just defense from the state. And, uh, I, I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Cause, uh, I'm excited about the project and, uh, and I, sometimes I think about what could have been, um, and I don't know if you knew this, you mentioned, uh, air rifles and everything. And, uh, all the way back then, uh, Lewis and Clark had an air rifle that had yeah, a 20 round. Yeah. The Giradoni had 20 round magazine. Yeah. And so it's one of the things that I like to put an anti gunner's face when they say, well, nobody could have envisioned uh, people having a, you know, a magazine that would hold so many rounds that could be shot so many times a minute. And it was like, yeah, well, here's this. It was an air rifle. It was used by the Holy Roman empire at one point <laughs> <laughs> and it had a 20 round magazine and, you know, had about the same ballistics as a 45 ACP. So I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I, I, I am also inspired by the Girondoni. Um, it's amazing. And uh, yeah, I, I agree. Thinking about what could have been. Um, and, you know, we think about like the puckle gun and some of those other like early attempts, you know, at like breech loading machine guns or whatever. Right. Um, and uh, it's, yeah, it, it is really cool. It's definitely an area that fascinates me. And, and so often uh, kind of the, the inspiration for technology of the future lies in uh, in technology that it, that supposedly was obsolete, you know, a couple hundred years ago. Yeah, and it still comes into play. I mean, the the, yeah, ga- the Gatling yeah, yeah. gun. Uh, yeah. Maxim created the silencer uh, because he wanted to be kind to neighbors <laughs> when he was shooting in his backyard. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's right. And sometimes I'll even point out, I was like, look, you put a muffler on your car so we don't get obnoxious engine noise everywhere that we go. Yeah, that's that's yeah. literally the same invention. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just redirecting gases around and just making sure that it's not so loud when it comes out the other side. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's uh, it, trying to explain this kind of stuff to people. Uh, I sometimes uh, think is a Sisyphean task. You know, I'm trying to push that boulder up the hill and then they'll ask a question that they think is some kind of argument to it. And they're just like, OK, well, let's start all this over. Yeah, again. yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, though, um, you know, I, I, I used to experience the same thing. And, and truth be told, I still do. And I think that's why these kind of projects are important. I mean, I guess that's maybe that's why I started doing this in the first place. It's just kind of a frustration that like conversation never gets you anywhere. Yeah. So instead of talking about it, you just do it. And like, how can people argue when they see a video demonstrating what this does? You know, you have to. You have to argue with facts instead of, you know, instead of instead of referring to facts, you just make new facts that they can't deny. Right. And, and I think that's really powerful. And that's kind of the strategy here. Yeah. And I think so much of our society and culture has got like the uh, attention span of a net half the time. So yes. if they see like a, a quick <laughs> yeah, video yeah. or something, then they kind of get the idea. Uh, and then still they, they you know, uh, I, a lot of times I'll call it circle talk because I'll start off with a a point and then we'll go all the way around the world and I'll come back to the point again. And I might have to do this two or three times before it starts to sink <laughs> in, but uh, it, it can yeah. get frustrating. But uh, at the same time, uh, I don't think anyone's kind of geared for, you know, being free. Uh, they think that they live in a free country. And then when you point out all the way, different ways that they're not, they get so resistant to the idea. And then here comes along a guy who's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I can create this armor-piercing ammunition that's going to be cheap to produce on your own. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, what can you do? I mean, most people are always just kind of the drag-alongs that, you know, whatever society is into, that's, that's what they like. So, but you know, I don't. I don't think that's too much of a roadblock, though, and I don't think we should be too pessimistic about that. Um, you know, like as as kind of the folklore goes, like you know, only three percent of uh, American colonists were really like supportive of the revolution, um, and that worked out fine. Um, you know, and I don't think it really takes that that many people to change the world. You know, I think most people are just kind of in this you know, whatever, whatever comes mode uh, and are just kind of like irrelevant to the situation, no matter what they think and feel. And then you have this like small group of people who, you know, who are 
uh, kind of, you know, they network, uh, they talk uh, intelligently, um, and they and they create and they do in this world. And those are the people that really have the power. Uh, and that's and that's an empowering thought for me. And it's almost like, like, like there was somebody that once said, "What is it? Um, the spark gap is mightier than the pen." Uh, the engineer now has more power than than the politician or something like that. Uh, and and I think that's that's really powerful that as long as you're doing, as long as you're networked with the people who are doing, you know, as long as uh, you're really hooked up to the realities uh, and, and the practicalities of the world, then then you have a lot more power than people ju- that just say, you know, write on pieces of paper, uh, do this, don't do that, or I'll hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that's, uh, that's quite a lot. It's, um, leading by example, I think is probably the best way to go about it. I mean, I I can talk until I'm blue in the face about, Hey, you need to stop hurting people and taking their stuff. And, uh, you, you talk to some of your, you know, progressive friends or your Republican friends and they just don't get it. And then when you're leading that life yourself, sometimes I look up, it's like, Oh, Oh, he's just, he's just doing it. Look at him. (laughs) I guess this can work too. And, uh, you know, our next generation, you know, our kids is, you know, I'll hear my son while he's playing a game and he's, you know, trying to command his friends to do stuff. And I was like, uh, what happens when they say no? What happens when they're not doing it? It was like, well, I'll kick them from the server. I was like, do they know that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> have you told them this? And he goes, well, no, because then they would definitely not play anymore. I was like, okay, well, let that be a lesson. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sometimes it's a little bit better to attract flies with honey than it is with vinegar. So... But, uh, yeah, some people are a little more hard-headed than that. Mm-hmm. But uh, this conversation has been great. I can't wait to see what y'all develop next, uh, what what else is going to come out of your brain there. So it's a, it's a great thing. Uh, I highly suggest everybody go watch that video. Go click on those links down in the show notes so that you can go see what, what they're doing over there at Atlas Arms. And uh, when it comes out, definitely get some. You know, you got to support this guy too. So, uh, Austin, uh, is there any other uh, – little links or uh yeah i i guess i should tell people um that uh we have uh our, our so again we are 100 percent funded by by donation um this is very important because if we weren't then uh, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing um you know we want to give this away and uh therefore we would not be able to find investment capital to develop uh this ammunition and just you know give it away Right. Um, so yeah, your your donation is very very important to us. If you want to see this happen and uh, as quickly as possible, please donate. Um, to do this, we have a a crowdfunding page on GunDynamics.com. Uh, GunDynamics is a crowdfunding site specifically for firearms related projects because, of course, we would get kicked off of Indiegogo and Kickstarter and yeah. those sites. So. Uh, uh, if you want to, um, you, you know, like through through Gun Dynamics, you can donate uh, via credit card, uh, USD, you know, fiat currency. Um, and uh, please do share that donation page as, as wide as you can. Um, right now, we have almost, uh, you know, we are, I should say, our crowdfunding page on that site has... Uh, more shares than any other uh, project on the site, but we don't have as many shares as the main site. So um, if you want, if you want something to share, you know, maybe uh, 
if you don't have any any cash to spare, if you can help us and share that crowdfunding site, that would be amazing. Spread it far and wide through the internet, uh, and you know um, that that certainly helps. If if uh, if you don't have a a wide open purse, if you don't have a heavy purse at the moment, and trust me, I understand. Um, please do help us by, by sharing that. And then I should say um, to check out um, the the videos that we have uh, and all the, the other public information about this project and our company as a whole, including other projects, go to atlasarms.org. That's .org, not .com, .org, because we are uh, a nonprofit research company. Right. Um, and uh, also through our main page, you will find a page where you can donate Bitcoin. Uh, if, uh, Sweet. if you're like me and yeah, I prefer to deal in cryptocurrency than, um, uh, than fiat. Um, I guess that's about it, except that we also have a Twitter page you can check out. Um, and then, uh, you know, I am, I'm not some hoity toity executive. Uh, I pride myself on being open about everything, not just open sourcing the project, but uh, if you'd like, you can email me at austin at atlasarms.org uh, or email the company at dagny at atlasarms.org. Sweet, sweet stuff. Uh, so I'm looking at the Gun Dynamics page right now, and it's uh, got a total raised of $13,848 of the $30,000 goal. So, yeah, 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 if you're listening to this, uh, you know, if you can drop five bucks in there, drop five bucks in there or whatever. But uh, yeah, you need to you need to get more support than that. So that yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Austin, we'll take it easy, man. We'll, we'll talk at you again at some point. Okay. Yeah. Thanks very much for having me. Appreciate right. it. No problem, man. Take it easy. All right, folks, there he goes. Austin Thomas Jones. Uh, so yeah, check out all of those links down in the show notes. So I'm going to have his, uh, Twitter account, his, uh, gun dynamics, uh, donation page. And of course the, uh, atlasarms.org site listed down there as well. So you ain't got to go hunting and pecking all over the place for it. Uh, and also while you're down there in the show notes, check out all the ways that you can support this show because I got uh, several different ways that you can do that. Uh, I got Patreon, subscribe, scar, uh, float, even got a cash app and a PayPal if you want to donate fiat, fiat that way. Um, but hey guys, it's been fun doing all this for as many years as I've been up to it. So, uh, coming soon, I'm going to have a website coming out soon. So be on the lookout for that. I'll have it listed, uh, shortly. Uh, anyways, guys, take it easy. We'll come at you next time with a brand new episode of rebel with a cause out. <laughs> <laughs>